this is Jesus, the pattern son, an attempt to give you sonship doctrine that is faithful and fulsome, which is to say a go at it that's biblical and orderly. Welcome back, everybody. This is the, and this is Purim. This is March the 12th, 2020, and we are in big times, are we not? We are in big times. Now, I've been running a series on healing since the middle of February. And we are just beginning to uh, dawn on us the severity of the COVID-19 outbreak. I heard yesterday and verified it today that many people who are getting well, who are recovering, are getting sick again and dying. That's when I started to get concerned. Okay, it's not time to panic. It's never time to panic. And, you know, what I'm looking around Austin, and Austin is business as usual. I had a client come to me coughing and sneezing Monday. Uh, <laughs> business as usual. Well, South by Southwest is closed down, and that didn't make me worried because Indeed was the first a group that pulled out and they are owned by a Japanese company and, and is probably prudent and, uh, to not have a whole lot of young people all crammed together from all over the world and nobody wanted the, the liability. But it's, it's business as usual. Uh, my college is dithering around and asking if everyone has an internet connection. <laughs> like, since they don't plan enough computers not by half, not by a quarter, for all of us adjunct professors, I think they should know that we have computers at home. But anyway, also we don't know how to work the program. Even the tech department doesn't know how to work the program because it's new on how to run classes. Anyway, I'm taken care of, but what I'm saying is not impressed at the even Ser seriousness with which people are preparing for the possibility here. In Austin, in San Antonio, I understand a number of universities have closed down for the semester. And so I think they understand the potential of the severity of the problem. The prophet said early in this year, and even before the secular year began, that we would have a shaking this year. And this is a shaking. This could clearly be uh, an apocalyptic, and I use that word so seriously, <laughs> yes, this could certainly be one of the plagues of the Bible. And notice that it was not caused by God. God did not create the COVID-19 virus, did not. We know this. <laughs> John Enlow, that's a pretty good track record as a prophet has said that the Lord told him that the Lord did a little of his own bioengineering. So it is my understanding that the COVID-19 was a bioengineered as a weapon. The Israeli government put that out mid-February. Other people seem not to agree with that. But anyway, that's my understanding. And Apparently, it's John Enlow's understanding. He said that the Lord, uh, the picture I get is that here's these uh, evil scientists. Nya, ha, ha, we're going to stick this in and we're going to stick the 
man and they're bioengineering this and the Lord put in a drop <laughs> he said that this virus will disintegrate when it comes into faith hallelujah <laughs> so may this be a situation where Satan meant it for evil but God meant it for good and this is a great note to strike on Purim. So I am not saying go out and be stupid. I, I still would, faith without works is dead, be prudent. Okay, do the right things to avoid uh, sharing your, conf your infections. And hope that uh, prudence can contain this virus. But should it become an apocalyptic nightmare then go out and be a person full of faith when everybody else is panicking now today I understand there are some people who are going crazy and doing things like stocking up on toilet paper you see that's silly <laughs> that's silly but um, if if it comes to a situation where people are beside themselves because there are bodies sticking out the you know we're putting body bags outside the door and and uh, the crematorium is having a hard time keeping up so that was the situation in Wuhan then they're going to need people who are people of faith who know how to handle situations like that just a calm person who says well, they're going, oh, I'm going crazy. So there was a picture of somebody who over her phone was saying that she was going crazy. Um, and, uh, and maybe she literally was. Um, but it, whether, so whether this was an effect of the germ or whether this was a psychological reaction, doesn't matter. The point is that if her sister had been able to take her hand and say, let us pray. So... Are you right with God? So should you die, you will be fine. So people can die in peace if they're going to die. And uh, I understand that there were Christians walking up and down the streets in Wuhan helping people. So they had on uh, yellow jackets to identify themselves as Christians, even though they could be killed or jailed, prisoned for that in some times and places in China but they're identifying themselves as Christians who are willing to help even at the risk of their own lives and so bless them bless them bless them and that should cause a a turning of hearts of the population and of the government of of China this is the way real Christians are this is being a mature son or daughter of God is to be Jesus's hands and feet extended in the world to help other people to show compassion and Jesus was moved with compassion now Jesus was moved with compassion and healed people and delivered them from the works of the devil and so we're going to assume that Satan is at the root cause of this <laughs> even though some humans engineered this and uh, uh, my understanding is, according to the news I heard, that it was uh, formulated in a U.S. lab and sold to, to, by 
a different person than the, the creator's soul to Wuhan. But then something went wrong that it got out uh, and that it was an accident in Wuhan. Anyway, that's my understanding. Maybe other people have an understanding. But however, the proximate cause in terms of what humans did, which may have been evil or stupid, Satan is behind it. So this is the way we generally think classically as Christians, that uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So um, whether you want to call Satan a personification or not, but the point is follow with me, track with me, okay? And if you're a Christian who understands this, don't get your nose out of joint because I'm trying to help everybody in the class understand, okay? So Satan did this. And now I've lost my train of thought because I could just hear all the comments and the nattering. <laughs> I can. Anybody who's done this for a long time. But this is a point to make in Purim. So even though God, the Satan meant it for evil, God meant it for good, God will turn it around. So it is a point of advertisement of the goodness of the Lord when the yellow jackets in China extend. But there is also a miraculous power of God that has manifested uh, in history and should manifest in our lives too. And this is like John G. Lake was helping in a, a, a a bad epidemic in South Africa and they could use a microscope and see that the whatever the plague germs on his hands would die when they touched him they died because he was so full of the anointing and so let us get closer to Jesus and more like Jesus because if the plague came near Jesus Jesus would not be dying the plague would be dying hallelujah and so this is what happened on Purim is that Haman, the corrupt plotter in the court of the king, Hashirish is a term which means father. So this may have been Cyrus, anyway, that Esther was married to. But whoever he was, the great king in Persia, and Esther was discriminated against minority and wasn't, uh, she was a covert ninja sheep. And she wasn't uh, letting anyone know she was a Jew. And she was fulfilling her duties quite well uh, with favor. Possibly also she had favor, possibly because she could read. But because she was submissive and did her job well, she had favor. And so her relative, Mordecai, discovered the plot against Cyrus the king and it was communicated to the king and put in the annals of his his chronicling of the history of his reign and then Haman plotted to kill all the Jews and again it was discovered and through Esther it was uh, told to the king and the king could not reverse his decree. He had agreed with Haman that people in this category could be killed. But he then made a new decree that Jews could defend themselves. And rather than 
promulgating this new decree himself, he let Esther and Mordecai do it. This is highly unusual. And so here's my revelation that I caught this morning, March 12, 2020, as one of my favorite preachers and pundits was discussing Purim, I realized this is exactly the situation that we are in today. The teachers are teaching stand up and war, stand up and war, stand up and war, that just because it is happening does not mean it is the will of God. And we have been taught that for some years. Just because it is happening does not mean that it is necessarily, therefore, the will of God. God wishes no one to perish, but all to come to the knowledge, saving knowledge, correct? Is this not true? Yes. And do ever, does everyone? Is everyone saved? Do they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus? Does everyone before they die? Not that we know of. Some people die shaking their fist and say, I will not be saved. And so, therefore, God's will does not always have sway. And why is that? Because, because he gave dominion to humans. Genesis 1 and 26. Now, Jesus bought that back from Satan the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He has all authority is given to Jesus. But we have authority in Jesus. We are in Jesus and Jesus is in us. And so we have authority. So it is time for us to take our spiritual authority. Spiritual authority in prayer, spiritual authority in our families, and spiritual authority in our sphere of influence. And it seems to me that all the leading teachers are teaching this. And it seems to me that this is my challenge in life. And it is now your challenge in life. Because here we are in a shaking. All things that can be shaken will be shaken eventually. And so let us stand up and start activating the healing prayers that we know about. Now, it seems to me that the most effective way of praying is to get very close to God first, because we know that if he hears us, we therefore have what we are praying. So let's get real close so he can hear us. <laughs> and th this is a whole teaching, but let's be obedient forgive everyone so that our channels are clean and then we can receive. So Jesus has already done it. His work is finished. His blood is enough. And I, we know this, that healing is in the atonement. We've been taught that for some time. And I believe I've finally figured out that provision is in the atonement too. The crowns of thorns, this is the cares of this life and Jesus suffered the crown of thorns and therefore in him I'm claiming victory over that so I'm not arrived so perfect you know I'm not making a million dollars but I'm going to take this by faith I'm going to take provision by faith and I have a longer standing understanding of healing I'm taking healing by faith and I have prayed for myself and prayed for others for healing and seen results often. And so I'm going to keep doing that. And you know what? Even if I don't see 
results, I'm going to keep doing it. And even if I lose some battles, I'm going to keep fighting. Just imagine if you're in the battle, perhaps you've read the Lord of the Rings and uh, you you may have seen the movie, but it, reading it, I think, is is also really helpful. You just picture yourself there in the dark night and your your hand is tired, but you keep at it and you go by will. And so I know how that would be. And so let us take that mindset into our spiritual battles too. So just because I get a blow, so in a spiritual battle, when I get a blow, I, you know, somebody says something horrible to me, and I'm just so upset and so hurt and or so angry, and this distracts me from the battle. It's time to stop that and just be focused on the battle and focused on Jesus and going toward that and enforcing the blessing, enforcing the blessing and wield the sword, which is the word of God and keeping the field, the shield of faith instead of sitting down and whining okay so i understand that and sometimes we do need compassion it's time we had compassion but jesus had compassion and healed and spoke a word and sometimes he um chewed the disciples out didn't he like oh ye of little faith (laughs) you know somebody said he rolled his eyes like why couldn't you believe so Probably I do that too, but I'm going to have compassion on you because I know we're both fighting. We're both fighting and we both have our positions. So what I'm saying is let's pick up that sword and uh, your arm may be tired. Pick up the sword, pick up the shield and let's go forward. And having done all to stand, stand on the promises. Hallelujah. So provision is in the atonement. (laughs) That's a new... um, inside I've never heard preached and this is Purim so God has permitted by giving by allowing the fall he's permitted these kinds of things and the evil has grown to the extent the evil intelligence that we can make weaponized viruses and the stupidity has grown to the extent that it's now spreading through the world and we really don't know what to do and it's possible that we could get to men's hearts failing them (laughs) uh, for fear but we know what to do because we're not given a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind and further by the way just in case you wondered we are not appointed to wrath that's first Thessalonians 5 and 9 for God hath not appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ now this is explicitly in the context of in time tribulation and so it doesn't matter what your eschatological understanding is this is going to hold true so how God works this out whether he zips us up in the rapture before the tribulation or after or during or whatever however it works out I don't have to know that as much as I know this that God 
did not save up wrath for the children, for his children, and certainly not for the obedient, mature sons and daughters of God. So let's be those. <laughs> let's enforce the blessing. And Thessalonians in general is great to be reading. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 3 and 3. This is a scripture that you have not heard recently. No man should be moved by these afflictions, for yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. For verily, when we were with you, we told you that we should suffer tribulation, even as it came to pass, and ye know. So, we're not the first people to ever have a problem. And I think in the modern world, because we have it so easy, we're just completely offended and flabbergasted when we have a problem. And especially if we hear unending blessing teaching. And so, I think it's those people, us people in particular, that are tempted to throw down the sword because we're scandalized. Well, so we need a balanced teaching. Yes, we are persecuted because we are Christians, and that's happening increasingly. Yes, this world is just a frustrating place to be because things just don't tend to work out well. That's called the fall. Hallelujah. But it becomes the kind of shell that we have to, to work at, like a little baby chick. The baby chick has to push out and overcome the shell to be strong. And in this case, this is what is happening. Haman is going to die on his own gallows. So you can persecute people only so long before when they continue to be loving, it, it backfires. <laughs> <laughs> and it becomes, you know, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church, and it has always been so. Haman will die on his own gallows. And as we have higher density uh, going back and forth, yes, pandemics can spread faster, but so does actual truth. And so Haman will die on his own gallows. And you can cover up the healing miracles of God for so long, like you never see them on CNN, ABC, P uh, PBS, you don't. But there were healing miracles on TBN three, four times a day, but nobody was watching that well. Nobody, a quarter of the population would see it uh, sometime in the year, and 10% of the population watched it all the time, roughly. And so now when it becomes more important, it will be a fact that cannot be covered up. Haman will die on his own gallows. But what we haven't noticed in the story is that Mordecai and Esther are responsible for deciding how the enforcement will happen and, and what the decree actually is. And so it is time for the sons and daughters of God to stand up and enforce the blessing. And I would say that many of the ministers are saying this. I get an email from Mario Murillo. He is an evangelist, and incidentally, he's got revivals, tent 
crusades going on up and down Highway 19 in California. And people are getting saved, getting off drug addictions. You know, California has just fallen apart in some ways. And I'm being told this by people who are not necessarily people of faith, who don't have any kind of a priori motivation to tell me this. But for instance, I had uh, a European who went to San Francisco come back and say, oh my gosh, they're just needles on the ground. There's a line of people wanting food and it's just a horrible place. Well, this is what has happened with the social change in San Francisco. It's gone downhill and landlords are coming to Texas and money is coming to Texas and high-tech business are coming to Texas fleeing California. So let's don't bring the same problems. You know, the mindset is what created the situation. But anyway, Mario Murillo from San Francisco, he says, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus inflicted the greatest wound evil has ever known. Today in America, we need to strike evil another massive blow. To do this, we must realize that we are in a war, albeit an invisible war. But many Christians are paralyzed that an invisible war is raging all around them. So he's saying, don't be paralyzed by that. Don't be fooled that if you don't declare war on Satan that he hasn't declared war on you because he has you must settle the question that you're in a war and that Satan appears uh, masquerading as a sheep when he is a wolf and so we need to pray prevailing prayers Jesus said pray thy will be done on earth so let's get with it and let's pick up our our instruments of war, <laughs> as it were, from Ephesians 6, our breastplate of righteousness, our helmet of salvation, shod our feet with the gospel of truth, the belt of truth, cover everything with the shield of faith, and then overarching pray in all kinds of prayer. Amen. So we pray for our children. We pray for our city. We pray for our nation. And we pray for healing. Okay, so after you have taken care of yourself, you've been building up your immunity in the physical and in the spiritual. Now I hope I have gotten you ready to stand up in the spirit. It is time to pray. Yes. And then also just saw another minister, Kevin Zaydai, put out a booklet about how to minister to the sick. Don't know what he has to say, but I laud that, that direction, that trajectory. So I'm going to tell you what I was told when I was trained for the ministry. The first thing is a ministry of presence, or in other words, show people that you care, show up in their lives. And this is contrary to what's going on in so much of the apostolic and prophetic milieu, which is more like showing off, or the word of faith, which is more like showing off. So nobody is going to be impressed with your spirituality and your prowess in words, and they're not going to know about your prowess in miracles if you don't come across as caring about them. All right, so 
have yourself centered in peace, in the peace of God, have compassion moving in your heart. That's what Jesus did. And pray the prayer of faith powerfully and be compassionate to those who are suffering. Okay? And hallelujah. So we're going to put down fear. We're going to put down greed. That's happening too. And we are going to put down attack of the enemy. And it's all. There, there are so many things to be said. There are various opinions floating around. And I hope that you have your discernment sharpened. You can tell what are useful opinions. So we really don't need to do that. What we do need is to stand up on the inside and commit to being the sons of God who we originally committed to be and actually walking this out. All right. So bless you. I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Bless you. Get closer connected with Jesus. Channel Jesus. I apologize for that word, but it's a clear word. Yes. So connect like like a branch on a vine and let that juice go through you you're a big zero to quote somebody else and let the life of God the faith of God the resurrection life of Jesus flow through you that's what it's about and forget all the other doctrinal controversies for the moment okay all right so the game is on <laughs> the end times are here and um We'll see if it's a dress rehearsal or if we are in the big one. But hallelujah. We came to the kingdom for such a time as this. And Purim, one thing I didn't say about Purim, Purim was not announced at the beginning of the Mosaic Covenant. Do you notice this? He announced seven feasts, but he didn't announce Purim and he didn't announce Hanukkah. Isn't that interesting? But Purim has been very prophetic of late. Billy Graham was laying in state at Purim, and President Trump hit the coffin five times. And there was corruption revealed at Purim in the next year. And this year, we've got Purim once again. And... This is something that had Satan known, he wouldn't have done. <laughs> had Satan known it, he would not have done this. So you kill the Son of God and he resurrects. And you push the children who are his little brothers. And they're going to stand up and be bigger brothers. <laughs> okay? All right. Hallelujah. And Haman will die in his own gallows. This is the pattern of the Lord. Go thou, <laughs> make it so, enforce the blessing for other people. Be the hands and feet of Jesus extended for Jesus walked this earth, going about and doing good. Go thou and do likewise. That's my word for you, blessed Purim. And enjoy some hamantashen and celebrate. Hallelujah. Amen. Please be invited to write us at 
sister at jesuspatternson.org. That's sister at jesuspatternson.org. Or you may write us by land mail at P.O. Box 971, Cedar Park, Texas, 78630. That's P.O. Box 971, Cedar Park, Texas, 78630. And may the Lord bless you.